<clears throat> don't eat Arby's Paul Newman. Don't sounded, do it. That's what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's new. No, it's not. Is yeah, that the is. thwomp? Yeah, this is the thwomp. Slurpy good. I mean, we've never thwomped. Thwompy good. I'm a swampy. So long, gay Bowser. What did you say? Sorry, Mario was talking on top of you. <clears throat> which one of the, you just punched Mario? What which, the fuck? Which one of the princesses do y'all think's the hottest? Um, I think it's I think it's Bowser. Jasmine. This is just awful. Oh, I meant Mario princesses. Oh, Jasmine. You're under arrest. She's underage. She's 17 years old. Yeah. I just oh. called the cops on you. Um, ridiculous. Aladdin? Is it Dry Bones? <laughs> He's also 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> or else he would have been arrested too. <laughs> I mean, how how old do you think they are actually canonically? I have no idea. I, I bet you anything they're like 17, 16, 17. Well, at this point, they're like at least in their 40s. When did that movie come out? Like 90? 16? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Oh, oh no. no! Fine, uh, Tiana. Look, she's nineteen. You want to go for? Some, <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't jump over to Snow White there. <laughs> That's Fourteen, terrible. gentlemen. Let's broaden our minds. Prince, here's Gourlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. Oh, this is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. I have my two beautiful co-hosts with me. Big kisses uh, flying yeah. across the table right now. I got now. the K-Man and the P-Day. Dang. Dude, p P dizzy up in the hizzy. Yeah, don't say that. You're about to fuck up this shizzy. Am I that's, right? That's actually my father's name. <laughs> Wait, did he have Damien in his name? No. No. Paul? Yes. It was, but he didn't have a middle name. We've had this conversation on podcast before. No yeah, way. let's let's hammer it out again. Yeah, let's. Ever. What's your last okay. name? Dingledorf. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> yeah, honestly, in another universe, Dingledorf. <laughs> Paul Damien Dingledorf. Look it uh, up. This week we're talking about Fargo, uh, directed by the Coen brothers. No, directed by one of the Coen brothers. Uh, written Joe. by both the Coen. Yes. The infamous Joe Cohen. Dude, I love Joe Cohen. Uh, it's written by both Cohens. Um, I think maybe at the time when this came out, you couldn't do dual directing. Oh, was that a rule? Yes. Like to be accepted as like cinema. That's kind of a silly rule. Just like that's not a movie. I, I not, don't, uh, he helped you. Don't quote me on this, but I think that was the case because then they made the exception for. Cohen's, Wachowski's, you know, siblings. Going on to be Russo's and <laughs> Yes. But then even like uh the Miller and um who who do the Last Man on Earth? I can't remember. What's what's the character's name in Last Man on Earth? Frank Miller? <laughs> and no Tandy. Clue. No, what's his actual name though? Oh my god. Uh why are you putting me on the Will mind? Forte. No, but yes, the, well, that's the character. Uh, I can always backwards uh, true. <laughs> name the directors by his name because it's a it's a mixture. Of it's a name. mixture of the two. That's right. Uh, uh, cloudy with a chance of meeple. Let's just do that. Here you go. I always forget their names because they're just the most Bill standardest Hader. names ever. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. So yeah, Chris... Uh, what was his name? Phil Miller. Phil Miller. Yes. Yeah, now yeah. that you said, I'm like, God damn it! And then now I know both of their names. Now that yeah. I see them, you know. But once again, the first time, uh, maybe not the first time, but 
one of the first times I think there was a directed by two people who were not directly related in any sort of way. Wow. I think. That's just an interesting, I mean, no, I believe it because you don't see a lot yeah. of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing with like Quentin Tarantino movies and stuff. It always seems like one of them had to pick like, okay, who's actually going to be credited as director in this movie when obviously him and Robert Rodriguez and whoever the fuck all were hands on in a lot of their projects, you know? It's like, why weren't they co-directing shit more? Right, they time, they yeah. just have like completely different visions. The you thing so? is, though, yeah. when it comes to like Quentin Tarantino, if he directs a movie with anybody else, it's like okay, the person that's taking credit is um, depends on how much feet were shown in the movie. <laughs> if you recall, if he only takes credit for the yeah, feet scenes. If there's more than twenty <laughs> minutes of feet, it's Quentin Tarantino. If there's anything less, it's anybody else. Robert's like Quentin, not this time. Yeah, <laughs> this movie has no women in it. There can't be women's feet, and he's like, we'll find a way. Okay, Rob- let's let's talk about something real quick. Have you guys seen From Dusk Till Dawn? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Robert Rodriguez directs the movie. Quentin Tarantino plays. George Clooney's brother, which yeah. is yeah. the most Accurate. lie I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> they look exactly the same. What are you talking about? Obviously, brothers. <laughs> um, there is the scene that Quentin, I guess, begged Robert for, which is the scene where Sama Hayek's dancing and she's almost nude up on stage, and she pours a beer down her leg for Quentin to drink it off of her foot. Yes. That egregious. Was a, that, that was a dream come true for him. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Egregious. And Salma Hayek's had many therapy sessions <laughs> in, about it. I feel terrible. How for many Salma times Hayek. do you think he made them reshoot that scene? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't He's good. Like, I haven't busted yet. Let's go again. <laughs> again. Another again. one, Robert. Another one. <laughs> he turned into DJ Khaled. He was like, another one. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I will be in my trailer until we are ready to shoot again. (laughs) Oh, so Fargo, one of my favorite fucking movies, to be completely honest. I really wanted us to do this for this podcast because I just wanted Paul Damien to get to see it. Because honestly, I fucking love this movie because I think it is such a beautiful balance of what the Coen brothers have given us in this world, which is like these like kind of like intense, dark stories, but have like the perfect just frosting layer of comedy just mm-hmm. over them that makes them like these beautiful dark comedies that you know are just so fucked up but like you want to laugh at the situation right. because of how they've gotten there you know and few do it better than fucking 1996's Fargo in my <coughs> opinion yes this is our third Coen brother movie to do on the podcast we'd also done uh, True Grit and uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis. All Inside recommendations Lewin. of mine. I feel like yes. probably, <laughs> and they all they all live within the same vein mm-hmm. of just people doing their shit. It's surreal things happen, and um, there's some shitheads and thrown into the mix <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean Fargo is awesome. It's it's you know it. I love this movie because if you want to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie and have it be elegant and sufficient, you just lean over towards the Coens and they'll, <laughs> they'll do it for you. Yes. Um, and this movie is just that. It's a crime thriller taking place in the most mundane, muted place in the world, the galaxy. Where you imagine everyone is the nicest person around, so why <laughs> yeah. the fuck yeah. is this shit happening? Yeah. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. It's so good. Yes, Fargo is... Yeah, I love this movie. It's so cool. You'd not seen this movie before. No, I had I had not. And it's funny because what Kenny was just saying, I'm the one who suggested we watch this movie mm-hmm. this week. Um, 
This movie, I really enjoyed it because of how nonchalant they were about everything. How casual yes, the violence kind of is. <laughs> it's just like, well, that just happened. Now let me get on with my movie. And I, I just really enjoyed the pacing of this movie. It it wasn't trying was, to rush anything. I was afraid it was, it was making, giving everything to you steadily. Yes. Yeah. I was afraid it was going to be a little too drugged out for you. Were uh, you? Well, I mean, by the end of the movie, I was like, how is there going to be a resolution in the last <laughs> 10 minutes? But True. it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ex- exactly. It, it cleans it up so well without really giving us necessarily resolution to the story. It's more mm-hmm. just the facts of the reality of it, you know? And I, that's such a Coen Brothers way to kind of handle the end of their, their storytelling. They're kind of like Stephen King where it feels like they don't really know how to land the plane a lot of mm-hmm. times, but they still do it in such an elegant way. You know, call Ooh. them the sully of landing a <laughs> crashing I would, plane i would say especially when you look at the movies you named mm-hmm. true grit uh fargo and inside lewin davis that they do a really good job of making their movies portray life itself yes. like obviously real life that's what it's doing but like this is how essentially it would be in a normal person's life i mean like marge the cop like she She's so nonchalant. I love yeah. her character, but I can imagine she's probably seen shit yeah. already. Mm-hmm. So this is just another day on the job. You know what I mean? She's hands down one of my favorite characters, I think, in any movie. Mm-hmm. I love her. I She's a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Her husband's a stay-at-home duck painter. Um, and she's also a fucking cop. Dude, she's, and, she's a badass. You can tell that she's a badass. Yes. Like, cause and a good detective. There's moments yeah. where she could just switch it on. Yeah. You know, and she, um, what's it called? Her, what's that girl's name? Frances McDormand. McDormand? Yes. She, she's such a good actress. I know, dude. She, she can change it in an instant and it it really shows in this movie. The level of charisma she brings to the character and exactly, Mm -hmm. we get the, you know, the uh, essential scene where she first looks at the murderers and she's just like right up in the bodies and she's like, oh man, that, that's fucked up, you know? (laughs) But she never seems really shooken by it, you Mm -hmm. know, exactly. You can tell she's obviously been through some shit, even though she obviously comes from like a nice kind of quiet area. Right. She's got that professionalism to her that uh, like... I was like, that. this is my kind of badass woman. I don't need fucking Ripley with a flamethrower running through the breach. Like, I just want the one. I want one. that one also. I mean, I want that one also, <laughs> but realistically, you know, the one that can, like, crawl out of bed, I can make her some eggs, and then she can go look at a fucking corpse is kind of like, dang, this is this is a, this is a tough woman. You yeah. know, like, I get to stay home and paint ducks? Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Oh, I get, <laughs> I get what you mean, yeah. True, yes, yeah. I am Norm in, yeah. in this entire sensation. Like, I, I think their relationship is so beautifully painted where they, they obviously have a reliability of each other where he's like this beautiful supporting husband, you know, where she comes back in and is like, oh, Norm, I need a jump on the trooper, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I really, I think their relationship is one of the greatest I've ever seen in a fucking movie, low key. Like, <laughs> uh, thirty-three minute mark, she finally shows up. Thir- yeah. <laughs> thirty-three minutes into a ninety-nine minute movie, we meet our lead. Yes, <laughs> I think it's fucking sick. I think it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have kind of a dual pro- protagonist kind of role here, where one's not really a protagonist; he's just a lead in his own story. Yeah, and we follow the two of them, kind of. I mean, he's our snowball. You know, yes. he. I mean. William H. Macy being Jerry is the reason any of the the story happens. Mm-hmm. You know, he is the pebble that starts the avalanche, you know, and it's I think it's so great that it always feels like everything that's going on always does 
branch right back to him and his dumb choices yeah. in the coming of this movie. It's like <laughs> it's it's so well written in the mm-hmm. way that Francis McDormand has to come like cross paths with William H. Macy twice without ever realizing that he's directly related to everything that's mm-hmm. happening, you know? And I think that that's so cool because he, her questions have nothing to do about like, well, where were you in this? Yeah. Movie? It's, it's always about someone else ancillary and he can't, he's the biggest worm in the galaxy yeah. and he can't handle it for a second. If anything, she's just seeing him as a potential victim of yes. like his, one of his cars being stolen. So she's just trying to double back on that. And it's exactly his fucking sleazeballness that fucking eventually outs him <laughs> yeah um yes everybody plays their parts so well in this fucking movie Definitely. like dude i mean william h macy feels like a worm fucking francis mcdormand feels like a superhero chief of police and who's a pregnant cop you know yeah. what i mean in that own way it just makes her that much stronger but fucking steve buscemi and fucking peter Stormare, Stormare yeah. as fucking carl and gare are my other favorite team yes. in this fucking story mm-hmm. i love all of their interactions, I think there's that's the humor side yeah. of this story to me. I think every time they're together, it's so fucking funny. And just the way Steve Buscemi's obviously like very vocal, you know, anxiety comes off of Gary, who's just like this fucking violent, horrifying Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley was, I, I was talking to Ashley about this, and we were like, oh, he's Bruce Willis mixed with Ryan Gosling. Peter Stormare. Yeah. I mean, especially in this movie because he has the bleached blonde hair, which yeah. Ryan Gosling has sported a couple of times here and there. Plenty of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're great. They do a great job. Steve Buscemi, real piece of shit. <laughs> Peter Stormare, just really like a, a Herculean barbarian type of yeah. type a of force man. to be fucking reckoned yeah. with for sure. Um, yeah. I, I love that shit. Yeah. It, every character that's vocal yeah. does bang-up job in this movie. Um, this movie came out in 1996. It, 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 I feel like it's timeless. I feel like you can watch this anytime, and it, mm-hmm. it's going to be what this movie is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a 90s movie. It doesn't feel like, oh, you know, this is how movies were made before this time or whatever. This feels like a timeless fucking movie, and I, 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 I love it about it. Um, the story, the movie opens up with Based on a true story, yada, yada, yada. Classic Fargo right. is what it has now that there's a series to follow, you know, yeah. is like their thing. Yeah, it's not based on any true story. They, they just wanted to do that. And they, supposedly they kind of culminated ideas from like mm. a lot of Midwestern like crime, mm, okay. famous crime stories. They like collected small tidbits from each and like brought them together to culminate their own story. So it was like semi real stories that's yeah, very obviously. misleading yeah and, and that's i think that's what they kind of wanted but it was to set the tone of like once again this could be real you know yeah. that and fargo more than a lot of the others feels something kind of horrifyingly realistic you know mm-hmm. that there could be this stupid idiot who'd be like oh my father-in-law's rich i can just yeah have my wife kidnapped and then i'll get all his money it's the genius you know and there's nothing about this plan that fucking is smart yeah you know, or from, well thought out or, or well thought yeah. out the fact that he's only offering forty thousand to the people he's paying off when he's trying to offer, get a million you know like yeah. that right out the gate is just like holy shit you know well i think he needed forty thousand for something else and basically oh, he's in debt he, to someone for something. yes and basically he asked for the million because his father-in-law was going to fuck him over on that deal that right. cost seven hundred and fifty thousand. right so he was trying to have enough to pay off everything keep a little bit for himself and get that lot so 
what do you think he needed all this money for? Because he was building a lot, and then he was also smudging numbers of VIN, VIN numbers for vehicles I guess he didn't actually own. Uh, what do you think he's trying to, <laughs> what do you think he's trying to make? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's gotta be gambling debts, right? That's what it always yeah. comes back to. He but probably like, even had maybe. like give away a few more cars than just the one. Like we see him give the Sierra away in this yes. deal, but I bet there was probably all those cars on that list. He'd probably had to like oh. trade to like gangs, like loan sharks or whatever. And so he's know? trying to pay back his own. Business, business for the cars he's mm. had to loan off you know okay that makes sense what the fuck <laughs> why is he giving out so many fucking cars <laughs> well, gotta pay off the loan sharks bro <laughs> so he's we don't see what could possibly have dug this i think he has a, a stripper habit he, he you has think a stripper it's strippers habit. yeah it's it's strippers. oh it's definitely strippers yeah they took his credit cards drained his bank accounts and his balls <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think he's a coaster head. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, what is that I mean? think he travels the world and, and rides all the roller coasters in the world. Oh. <laughs> and it's an exorbitant amount of money. That, that I like how required. ours were like really aggressive. And <laughs> yours is all... I think he fucking loves theme parks, yeah. man. He's addicted to fucking uh, telethons, you know, on TV. <laughs> you know, he just loves donating. God it's damn. all those fucking fishing trips, man. Exactly. He's constantly buying new boats. And going on fishing trips. Now you're getting into the real Midwestern problems there. <laughs> it's unbelievable to me, goddammit, unbelievable to me that we don't get a snippet of what Jerry's up to. It what, doesn't matter. I guess that's that's yeah. true, but he's real adamant about needing that money. And you're right, it doesn't matter. And, that's interesting. And he also constantly gets this call from uh, somebody, from auditors, mm -hmm. from the auditor, and talking about getting $350,000 back. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming maybe they're trying to also take away his business. Oh, yeah. You it's know, the loan he got bank, for all those yeah, cars. Bankrupt yeah. him. and Jeez. So he's the executive seller at his father-in-law's car lot. Mm -hmm. um, he's obviously giving out cars, and so he needs to repay the business that he's working at. So he's trying to get the money from his father-in-law to then put it right back into his father-in-law's Yes. business just to hide the shittiness he's been doing is that this um, is this is a worm in yeah. his true essence you know he's wiggled his way into a terrible fucking situation because he thinks he's a good businessman and every single business decision he makes is as stupid as it comes you know <laughs> like including bringing a great business opportunity to people who actually have the money to bankroll it thinking they're just going to give you their money yeah. for you to go do it like you know that's such an obvious thing that's going to happen where it's like oh no i want this and it's like no man you, what what do we have to believe that you're going to have any capability to pull this off? You know, right? Do you think there would have been more weight to the direness of him even contemplating having his wife being kidnapped if we knew what he needed the money for, like explicitly? Because that's the other thing. Like, I feel like if you were able to explain these things to an audience, there wouldn't be any confusion in the plan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think. We're never meant to sympathize with Jerry. That's true. No yeah. matter what the That's rationale true. is, the actions are shitty and horrible and the worst plan you could ever come up with, which is have your own fucking wife kidnapped yes. so you can ransom, ransom your father-in-law. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's weird because he's the executive sales manager, mm -hmm. but he makes very shitty business <laughs> And it's a horrible like business salesman. Yes. yes. And so, like, to the point where... 
we see two point two interactions, one after he lies mm-hmm. and one when he lies. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just shows the repercussions of having a sh- angry customer. You know, yes. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So imagine him pissing people off with every deal he does or yep. doing something wrong with every deal he does. Yeah. It's it's yeah, I mean it's it's hilarious to watch it all fold unfold like that. Um what is the lot that they're trying to build? I think it's just a parking lot. It's just literally a parking lot. Yeah. Do you mm. think it's for an airport? What do you probably, yeah. I'm assuming mm. it's just a it's gonna be a parking lot he can charge money for people to have to park in and that's his big money plan. And the, the irony yeah. of it is that the father in law gets murdered at the top of a so parking garage. So much of this happens in a parking garage. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's beautiful writing on the Coen yeah. Brothers part. You know, that exactly. They never give us anything that we don't need in the story necessarily. You know, everything feels very tight and clean in that way. Like you mentioned earlier, the pacing is a little slow in the cinematography way. Like that first initial scene where it's just mm-hmm. the vehicles coming up like a, oh, like right. a snowstormed path. You know, it's very like drawn out in that kind of regard. But I think that's just like. So the beauty of it, design-wise, even the the spacing of the font and everything, mm-hmm. whenever it's it's doing the opening credits, looks great. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the black on the white snow. Talk about that fucking theme song, though. Yeah, dude, I adore the fucking Fargo theme. I think it is one of the most iconic <laughs> for me personally. Yeah. And when I hear it, it, it fills me full of a, a ridiculous joy that I don't even understand because yeah. I, apparently I just love murder in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a. Fucking sick emo band. <laughs> Murder in the Midwest. Um, let's take a very quick break, and then when we come back, we'll f- <gasps> we'll start talking about emo band names. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, go to bed. Uh oh. Uh oh. It looks like Dad's angry. Hold I'm on. Getting, I'm getting sleepy. Oh. Oh goodness. We're going to bed. Oh, Dad. Go- oh sorry, Dad. We're going to yeah. bed. Kenny said he's sleepy. What's going on in there? We're go- We're sorry, Dad. We're going to. We're going to bed now. Good night. Shut up, Dad. I'm the rebel. Oh, God. Fuck. There it is. Ah, jeez. So, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a text from Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to the mall. She yeah. said, just parked. And then she said, some guy yelled at me, baby girl. He was in a truck driving by. Did he think she was like a, a, a child a or maybe like he was like, oh, I, I thought you were my daughter. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't know if we'll ever know. Well, fair enough. Well, it's a good thing because I don't know. He to. just found out that he's that's with the sex of his baby that he's oh. his wife. Oh, he, he has to let it. <laughs> he was really excited. <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> it's a baby girl. Yeah. Didn't she notice he was holding his baby girl outside the yeah. window? He's like, baby girl. <laughs> Newborn baby, yeah. Yeah. out on a silver she, platter. She just, just mi- like... she just missed the baby. Yeah, yeah, so she just heard the baby girl, like Simba. Yeah, like Simba. That's very correct with what she just said with Simba. That's the Simba thing. That was good. Yeah, that was good. That was a good joke. Like Simba. <laughs> Victory is mine. Oh, like Simba. <laughs> like when he defeats Scar. That's what yeah, he says. Yeah, he's, he's standing up on Pride Rock, just going. <laughs> hey, so we're talking about Fargo. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> Damn, chill out, bro. Um, yes, going brothers. Um, Scotty, hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, not the actor or the character himself, but uh-huh. I love that he kind of just falls by the wayside to the point that it literally at one point that he has to be like, 
oh, fuck, I have a son that's involved in this <laughs> yeah. whole situation. See, I think he's the most tragic figure what in all this. What the fuck happens honestly. to him at the end as he, well? He like, loses both his parents and his granddad, like, immediately. He goes into weekend. foster care. Yeah. Or no, Stan Grossman probably. Yeah, that's him. what I told Ashley. I was like, Stan Grossman probably picked him up in there. And he adopted well, I him. can also imagine that, um, what it, what's it called, his father-in-law, um, sorry, father, Right, grand, granddad. God, what the fuck am I saying? <laughs> There's Wade and Jerry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Wade. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine Wade set something up for him because. Oh, true. At one point, he said, "Well, Gene and Scotty don't ever have to work." Yeah. I love that scene so much. <laughs> where fucking William H Macy's begging for the money, and he's just like, "Yeah, it would be really good for our family." And he's like, "Oh, they don't have to worry." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine he had something set up for Scotty in the event that anything happens. It's because Jerry is a fucking shit snake. Yeah. He's not even like a good snake. He's a garden snake and he can't fucking bite nothing. And his wife is like the nicest, <laughs> sweetest person in the world because I would argue she's also like the saddest For sure. victim in this but story. But at least she me. gets to get out of the Midwest. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> you mean, death. You yeah. mean into heaven? <laughs> yeah. Into the bigger white. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger white? <laughs> it's a big snowstorm in the sky. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, good old snowstorm in the sky. <laughs> No, yeah, it it is unfortunate the 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 results of Jerry's fuck up in this, um, and yeah, I, it's just you know, shit happens and and shit continues to hit the fan. It's it's Murphy's law. Um, mm-hmm. anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and it sure fucking does in Fargo. Um, True. Marge is awesome. I love following Marge. Mm-hmm. Um. She's a great detective. She's good at at picking up, you know, where to go, how to go, do anything. What? Axel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Axel was great in this. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. the best character. Played by this. Kieran L. Dyer. Um, <laughs> great actor. Uh, son of Heimdall. Son of Heimdall. Axel yeah. is also in this movie. How do y'all feel? How do y'all feel about the Mike Yamagita scene? Because it, it's the only scene in this movie I feel like doesn't fit for me it throws me it's off part every, of life every time it happens and i get that's where it does truly fit into the theme of the mm. movie which i think is, it fits is... in a coen brothers movie exactly but mm. it just it throws me off every time we get the yeah. call in the middle of the night super weird we get mm. the entire dinner scene that's even weirder and then you get the follow-up which is like oh that guy's fucking nuts yeah <laughs> so there's no payoff to it not really i think yeah? it's i think it's a lot of fun and <laughs> it's it's interesting i think it also illustrates men yeah and as as loving as Norm is, he is just at home painting ducks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and he does bring her Arby's mm-hmm. whenever she's oh, she's at the station, and that's why I made us have Arby's last night. <laughs> oh, they all have <laughs> to ramp up for Fargo. To ramp makes... up for Fargo, so we we can review our Arby's. I did Arby's. not have Arby's. Last you night. had Arby's as well last I night. I did not. Paul Damien yeah. is we... lying, and he also had Arby's last night. Um, let's go ahead and review our Arby's from last what did, night. What did you get? I got um, the turkey. And oh. Swiss something or That's other. right. You got that boring man sandwich. It was just literally a sandwich yeah. on literally white sliced bread. Like something you could make at home. Yes, <laughs> for sure. It had onions and tomatoes on it. It had some sort of, I don't know, Thousand Islands or special sauce on it. Um, severely passable. Like like right through your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it honestly was just a fucking sandwich. Forgettable. Oh, okay. Forgettable. That's what it is. Yes. Um, curly so, fries. I hear always people- slap. I hear people hoot and holler about Arby's fries. They were just the same as 
Jack in the Box is curly fries. Dude, I love Jack I in the Box curly fries. I think so. you're right that we discovered that those two have to be like Related. a secret conglomeration of each yeah. other. Arby yeah. and Jack are brothers. What did you have? I just had the classic roast beef. Yeah. Not, not with cheese, though. Just, no just, cheddar. Just meat on bun, yeah. which was fine. I, it didn't agree with my body in the long grand scheme of things. But How did it taste? It tasted like roast beef. <laughs> On a piece of bread. Fair enough. <laughs> what terrifies me is that I just got the classic, but which had plenty of meat for me. I mean, like if anything, I was like, "This is that, that's a good bit of meat." And then they not they only had a double version, but like a I can't even remember what the fucking big one was called. It was called like heart attack or something. Yeah. And it was it was it, it was, was half pound. It, it was, literally just told you how much weight they were putting on there. They're just shameless. Fucking awesome. They're like you're gonna half pound a shit in your gut. You ready yeah. for this shit? Here we go. Here's some fries too, motherfucker. Yeah, Dreamsicle shake. Eat it up. That sounds good. <laughs> Todd Todd got a dreamsicle shake and it was it was pretty it was good. delicious. Yeah, that I'm sounds good. It was it was very good. Well, y'all didn't get to see what I got, but what'd you get? I got the Mr. Arby's Primetime Wine and Dine Dinner Crime. Oh, and it was pretty good. Man, you had dinner with Arby himself. Yeah. Well, no, he just he personally made my yes. sandwich. Yes, Arnold. Yeah. Arnold Arby. Yeah, Arnold Arby. <laughs> his first name is Arby. <laughs> Arnold Arby has passed away. Yeah, his son Arby. His name is Arby Arby. Arby Arby. <laughs> he is now the, the prime cook at Prime Arby's <laughs> down here in San He's Arby Prime. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. It, it's got a little bit of uh, nut and... <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, oh, Arby's all up in there. Ass. I meant like pecans. Oh, okay. But I do get what you're saying that like maybe Marge would want a little bit more. Uh, like she'd be like kind of like adventurous. I don't. I don't think not in like oh. a shitty way, but like well, her her husband's a stay at home painter. You know yes, what I mean? So maybe no, she, that's that's not what I'm saying. Where are though. you going with it? I'm saying that. I thought every... you were totally taking a shot at him. Yeah. No. I was like, wow. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Fuck painters, bro. Yeah. No, I think Norm. I think she loves Norm. Absolutely. No. I doubt. think mm-hmm. she she is. I don't even think she need. She knows that she could have more from mm-hmm. Norm. I think she is her own independent entity and could exist just as well without Norm. My thing is, I think Fargo the movie is painting all men to be buffoons. Oh, I see. I mean, it does that. You're yes. right. There's and not so a single smart man in this movie. That's why there's the inclusion mm-hmm. of Yamagita. That's why there's the inclusion of Norm and and you know even Stan Grossman. He was. They had to have the same conversation twice in a row for Stan to be like, "We're not a bank," yeah. you know. And it's, it, he says the same thing both times, and no one's getting through to each other. There's no real communication between men because we're all out here just trying to fucking shoot each other. You know what I mean? That's a good call. <laughs> well, if I mean with that logic though, yeah, there's only two women. Yes, and so is he? Are they also saying that half of women are like Jean? And yes. The other half are like Marge. Marge. Yeah. There's it's, victims it, and heroes. They're only at the whims of the men, or Fair enough. They're, they're only going to be as strong as the men to be able to fucking imprison them yeah. that is where a, they deserve to go. That is an absolutely, absolutely gorgeous insight yeah. in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's a scene that even kind of like surplants that is the part where Marge mentions she's going to the Twin Cities mm-hmm. uh, at the fucking buffet and literally, you know, she's saying it to the other cop and then Norm literally looks over and is like, oh yeah? Because like he hadn't yeah. even been informed. So it's like something that you obviously, ha- he has to kind of be like, oh, I guess that's something that's happening now. Yeah. And it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, we have to talk about this. You know, yeah. it's just, she 
she's that independent that she can make these big <laughs> decisions like that. <laughs> Every time we see a, a man cop, yeah. he's like, oh, DLR, I just assumed they only got the first three letters. And she's like, it could be a dealer plate. And then yeah. sure enough, it is. And then the other cop that goes in and interviews the other man who met Steve Buscemi at one point, they just go like, yeah, probably nothing, though. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. You know, that's just all they do in this movie is they're just walking into walls and then being like, oh, that's a wall, and then walks through the door. You know I, what I mean? I love that scene because he has, like, the Kinney fucking hood on yeah. for some reason. And they're just talking <laughs> yeah. about Steve Buscemi talking about murdering people. Yeah. So, yeah, he said he was going to fucking kill me and <laughs> fucking killed a guy up there at Bear Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, every conversation in this movie is fucking so good to yeah. me. All the dialogue is so funny. And maybe it's because I have a little bit of an affinity for a Midwestern accent now. I just... I think it's awesome the way they talk up there and they all just seem like happier people. I don't know. Is that a thing? Like, it just seems like that's like where all the happiest people in America live is in the Midwest. You just have it's to have kind of like Norway. Norway is the, the Midwest <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> you just, you just go get a fridge in your fucking garage and, you know, fucking get an ice scraper and, you know, fucking you get a fridge in your garage. You get, Grow a fridge peas. in your backyard. Yeah. I'm talking about the environment. Now. Yeah. The environment is the fridge. You live inside yeah. of a refrigerator. Yes, you yes. are a refrigerator. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Paul Damien, this is your first time seeing this movie. Yes. You had a lot of fun with this movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 It, it Did it scratch the itch? What were you expecting out of something like this? Did you realize it was going to be so crime heavy? I didn't expect it to be so nonchalant. Oh. I thought it was going to be... More of an investigative mm. movie than a storytelling mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. You know what I That's mean? That's fair. Yeah, because it's. I I thought it was going to be a movie where they're searching for the truth, and you're not. You don't know everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I love the way this movie uh, approaches you, and like I said, the pacing of the movie really gives it to you steadily, so you don't have to fully be into the movie it can just be on yeah you know no yeah this is a very especially if you've seen it one time and you've analyzed it well enough this is a very just put on in the background movie and mm-hmm. you'll stop and watch it at the moment that matter kind <laughs> yes. of thing you know yeah that's true yeah i mean and there's i wouldn't say there's a lot of fat to trim in this movie no. or anything but mm-hmm. exactly it's a it is a very casual like watch for what how dark and awful the fucking subject matter actually is yeah. and i think that is a fucking art that the coen brothers have mastered beyond anybody else and yeah. being able to like take really fucking serious heavy tone shit and paint it in a way that's lighthearted. Like mm-hmm. that's insane, you know, like mm-hmm. to have exactly half the people in this movie die in terrible ways. One of them literally threw a fucking wood chipper by the end of it, you know, and but it's all feels funny and like you're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it with that being said, it's not done in a sense where the movie is now a joke. Yeah. Right. Like movies that we've seen in the past where they just they just cram too much comedy over the serious mm-hmm. stuff. Right. You know, and to where it's just like, oh, well, now I don't know how you you're expecting me to even feel. Yeah, that's you fair. Know what I mean, too, I, too I, much comedic peanut butter, not enough dramatic jelly. Right. And we got an imbalanced <laughs> sandwich here. See, I think this movie is oh a comedy. Yeah. First, and I foremost. agree. Real quick. I'm uh-huh. so sorry. But. I I just have to say you're right, Kenny. Jelly would be the dramatic one, <laughs> and peanut butter would be the comedic one. Cause like peanut butter baby, that's hilarious. Oh, dude, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I bust my ass laughing like, at that shit all the time. But like jelly jam, dude, that's drama. Yeah. See, that's pure drama. It goes right bad quicker. It, it gets fucking everywhere. It, it gets can everywhere. Stain it's things. sticky. Yeah, 
I think you're right. Isn't I think that you're crazy? Right. But the peanut butter baby, I laugh my ass off at that shit all the fucking time. All the dude. time. I love Please peanut clap. butter baby. I, <laughs> for peanut butter baby. I've never. I've never laughed at jelly or jam. That's so true. Yeah. I've never laughed at jam or yeah. jelly. That's so fucking fuck true. Em. Yeah, fuck them. What is the uh, bread in this scenario then? If comedy is the peanut butter and drama is it's the jelly. skeleton. The beginning of the film reel and the end of the film oh, reel. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the introduction and the credits. It's the director yes. and writer. <laughs> <laughs> and they're high-fiving. And they're high-fiving. <laughs> they're holding it all together. Yeah. Duh. God. God damn it. Every movie is just a PB and J. Yeah. They're just trying to get the ingredients balanced, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this one did it. Yeah. This is a perfectly balanced sandwich. The Coen Brothers fucking culinary geniuses over here. You know what? I want to take back what I said about the men thing. I think the men that are illustrated in this movie that have desires are that's that's the key. Where they're blindly looking at the mm. object in front of them without examining the peripheral yeah maybe not yeah, simple more than doofuses you know what i mean they're yes. very like yeah exactly Yama, Yana, yamagita is that way single jerry is that way steve buscemi is that way norm. he gets heated um yeah norm is that way he just wants to get on the fucking stamp god damn it what's the 29 they're, cent stamp they're standing too close to the elephant i i dude i laugh my ass off at that elephant all the fu- i bust my ass laughing <laughs> what at i that. mean uh-huh. is they're standing so close to the elephant they don't realize they're staring at an elephant that's so funny because they don't see it for its hole i'm gonna start laughing this like so it's funny. asshole no that's yes. a, that's uh, i'm pretty sure is that a real saying yes oh i've never I heard forgot, of that i forgot who said it uh i think god damn it but they said um it's like when you're standing too close for the elephant you don't see it's an elephant you just see it's wrinkly penis-like skin <laughs> i think it was a comedian yeah. it, has to be. it might have been like louis ck or something i feel like if i was standing two feet from an elephant's asshole i would definitely recognize it <laughs> right oh yeah you no you doubt. used to work at the zoo man exactly you had to wipe it's not fun they give you like little baby wipes like it's not even large enough to deal with so you're like you got these little bitty wipes in an asshole twice the size of you, you yeah know? like what do you do yeah what do you, you do? take your time <laughs> um yeah uh, where but you said that you felt like this movie was like a comedy. I think this movie is a comedy, dark comedy, but a comedy. It is yeah. a dark Beyond comedy a reasonable for doubt. sure. Yes, uh, yeah. If but yeah, comedy being the header of the genre for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think category wise, you do have to slip this into crime and thriller to let the viewer know more. So it's crazy that you would even consider this movie a thriller. Yeah, because like, it's not very uh, much a thriller. Yeah. It, it it expresses everything it needs to. It tells you who done it. I mean, and right the thing away. is, there yeah. are definitely moments of anxiety, like the calls where you know, you know Jerry is having to like deal with the dealer. Like I would get anxious, even though he is a sleaze bag that deserves what's happening to him. It's still kind of an anxious moment in the storytelling where they're like, "All right, well, we're gonna take our money back if you don't get us this information." He's like, "Ah, shit!" And yeah. He just hangs up on him. You know, like those moments feel the first cop scene feel intense. Yeah, I mean the whole. Thing that really sets it off in Brainerd, yeah. where they fucking shoot the poli- the state trooper and the two people. That fucking car chase scene, I fucking yeah. love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it looked like that kid driving the car uh, was wearing a hot dog suit, <laughs> but he's not. It just looks like a hot dog suit. <laughs> he should have been wearing a hot dog suit. I think that would have made this movie make a lot more sense. To Honestly, me. if he was wearing a hot dog suit, 
That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I think that's so cool. We just left the party. Sorry. Yeah. It, it never gets mentioned. It's Halloween yeah. or anything, but yeah. it just is. <laughs> it, maybe Marge says, oh, and then the hot dog guy over there. <laughs> and that's all she really says. <laughs> is that a hot dog? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like uh, one of those. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to press it twice. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, um. Uh, um. But yeah, I mean, literally, the other victim we see in that car is like a young girl yes. at that matter, and he literally, like, as they, de- I'm as they as they describe it, she obviously put her hand up as yeah. he shot her, so it's a bullet wound through her hand and then through her face, and Marge is just like, ah, I guess she, it's a defensive wound, I think, yeah. and she's like looking at a teenage girl that's been murdered. Yeah. Going back to the fact that she's obviously just someone who can just fucking stomach that shit in a way that's kind of insane for the know? most part. I mean, she did almost throw up. Yeah, well, well she's I, pregnant. Pregnant. Morning sickness. Oh yeah. <laughs> then she got hungry again. Yes. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing that's fucking funny about this movie is they're always eating. <laughs> Every time we see Norm, he he's either brought food or sleeping. They're mm-hmm. either sleeping or eating. He with her. And that's like her comfort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that sounds like my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, Gene gets nothing. Scotty is also a boy who can't it's also illustrated as another man. He's not making good grades, so he can't play hockey or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. So there's that. You know, he's sing- simple-minded, single and the, object. That the he dumbass, wants. fucking. His parents are dead. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Stupid idiot. I mean, one of them's alive. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where Over. I once again I'm going back to the. I love how this movie ends and the fact that we really don't get a lot of resolution. We get the money mm-hmm. buried out in the snow mm-hmm. with no one living knows where it is. We get Scotty literally left an orphan. Exactly what the fuck happens to him? You know, we get the scene with Marge and the trooper asking, you know, Garrett, what the fuck, dude? Like, what yeah. was this all for? But he doesn't answer. You know, yeah. so she doesn't get any kind of emotional mm-hmm. resolution to why any of these horrible events have even gone on she doesn't know that jerry that's just it did we even does anyone ever actually figure out why these things happen and you know probably not i'm, oh, I'm sure it'd be nearly call. impossible i mean obviously they track down jerry eventually but probably him. more in regards to like his uh father-in-law's murder yeah. more than anything you know obviously mm-hmm. both his father-in-law and wife died in this scenario but i bet they could never totally piece the pieces together on I why think, I think if Marge got happen. to talk to to Jerry in like an interrogation room I think she'd figure it all out oh, and definitely. then she'd she be could... like oh that's why they were in Brainerd or whatever you know and then just she could just figure yeah I mean that's true because she does figure out the whole car scene like instantly we yeah. literally see her be like he must have pulled them over they killed him these people saw it got ran down and murdered too like yeah. I mean she figures it out in that instant and you're saying and I, I love the way that um, that car chase actually ends, mm-hmm. where he doesn't do anything. They just crash. Yeah. They fr- they're they, driving on snowy roads, exactly. and they freak out and flip their car. Yeah. Th- yeah, they get out, and they just flip it, and then get back in, and they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we flipped! <laughs> um, yeah, very good fucking movie. I love this movie. Um, there's just one more mystery. I, I just, I don't get it. Um, I just don't get this part. Where did Steve Buscemi end up? Oh, uh, they were know. they killed him. No, I, I think he no, got okay. hit in the head with a shovel. So Greer, that that was an axe. No, it was a shovel. Yeah. It was a shovel. Okay, so Greer hit him with the shovel uh-huh. and then put him in the wood chipper. And Not, yes, no, you put wood in a wood chipper. Yeah, and then and 
he put a sock on the wood to cover his foot okay. or to cover cover his hand from the. Yeah. I thought y'all were protected. actually at. <laughs> Not a convenient way to get rid of a body. Mind I say, you were gonna fucking jam that wood chipper. I don't know. You throw a head into a wood chipper. I don't it was think brand new wood chipper. Oh, that's true. It probably brand was new. brand new. Clean they bought it with their forty thousand. Yeah. He's like he murdered fucking Steve Buscemi and then like went to the store real quick to buy a wood chipper. You know. That's some shit Gary would do. He got Dude, some pancakes. Steve Buscemi's a dumbass. He should have just been like, you know what? Fuck it. I want the car. I just want the car. Take the money. And then just go get his money. There are, what, he had okay. way more money. He should have just shot him. Yeah. <laughs> he should have just fucking... He shouldn't have buried the money. He should have went home. And he's like, I got your 40000 And then the other hand, just shoot him. Yeah. And then be like, never mind. It's all mine. Goodbye. Because he's dead, no one's going to tell him who did it. You know what I mean? Who done it? But Steve Buscemi is too worried about, I don't know, appeasing the guy. Yeah. Like, it's so, their relationship's so it's funny. It's like a weird moral code, I guess, yeah. he has that they obviously have done this job together. So it's like the right thing to do. But he's got to, dude, that fucking bullet wound is so fucking intense. And I love the idea of just getting, like, so scraped grazed. across your face. Do you face think it was now. a graze or do you think it was in his jaw? Oh, I see. I imagine it like just scraped, yeah, right yeah. across the whole. Because like of his face. after that, his jaw is like shut mm-hmm. tight, like as if it's swelling and all of that is broken, like, tense and broken. Yeah. And I, 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 my whole life seeing this movie, I was like, oh, he just got grazed. But last night, not last night, the night before, whenever Ashley and I watched it, um, I was like, you know, I think it's in his jaw. And Ashley was like, that's what I thought, like without even like having a conversation she's just like oh it's in his jaw but it like completely transforms the character into something yeah. terrifying mm-hmm. as soon as he sees it. and i love that we get the two interactions with the fucking uh guys at the parking garage the, where the, the first one guys, yeah, yeah. just like hey fuck you, you like you're fucking you yeah. just make you happy you're controlling your little world and then the second one he's just like fucking let me out and yeah. then that's another sad victim of this story which for some reason he just shoots that guy and mm-hmm. crashes through the gate it's like you could just crash through the gate and got to murder the attendant yeah. your freaking butt so all the more reason you think at that point he's so unhinged, he'd just go home and just poof, shoot yeah. Gary. You know? like, maybe, fuck he, this. maybe maybe he ran out of ammo from all those people he shot. <laughs> <laughs> he just calmed down. <laughs> he got a whole fucking lot of money. He can go pick up a couple more rounds. Well, oh, but he's right got, now. He's got bullet in his jaw. Yeah. So never mind. <laughs> um, uh, there are two dumb women in this movie. The women they sleep oh, with, right? Of course. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I fucking think there that are, seems so fucking funny too. There's Cole three bears. types of women in the world. <laughs> yeah. There is the ones that submit, the ones that die, and the ones that fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a very uh, black and white look at this movie, but uh, that's what is on display here. That's yeah. black, gray, and white. Okay. Oh, true. Yes, yeah. you're right. There's three colors and red all over. Oh, very true. Oh, that is very true. That's fucking. Um, this movie's hour forty. Very crisp, crisp. clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to add something to it, I know my answer. I'll go first. What would you add to it? My answer would be a shootout between who? Between uh, Stormare and uh, let's plug in a couple of cops instead of just Marge. Yeah, you'd want to put a pregnant woman in. <laughs> In a shootout, I think it would be um, two of my favorite movies that have shootouts. uh, Let me rephrase it: two movies that I really like that I love the shootouts (laughs) in is uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Okay, that's a good one. Wes Anderson does a shootout, and it's fucking awesome. It's very just talk about lighthearted shootout. Yeah, yeah, it's just very dry. Like, what the fuck? They're really doing a shootout right now. (laughs) 
Um, and the other one being uh, Doctor Sleep, where the the him and his friend. I've never seen it. Oh, dude! So that movie is a sequel to The Shining. Yeah, and f- for no reason at all, they just happen to have a shootout in it. And I'm trying to remember when. That's the thing. It doesn't belong, but somehow it makes the movie fucking righteous in that moment. <laughs> it's like super dope and cool, like that there's just suddenly a shootout in this fucking movie. I know movie. what you're now I remember It's in that. the woods. Okay. I did. Fuck, I guys. Yeah, I spoilers. haven't seen the movie. We're going to do it for this podcast. shootout in the Dude, fucking woods. We should do it for Kingmas. See, that's, in my opinion, that's how you do a modern sequel to an old movie like that, which it feels like a modern thing and they like they have nothing in common because it's not directed like Stanley Kubrick, but those are still great films that feel like two halves of a coin in a way. You know, yeah. like I really like the Doctor Sleep movie. I do too. It I, gets a lot of shit, but I think it's such a weird, strange movie that it does a lot of inventive stuff. Like have a shootout in a, in quotes, horror movie. Film. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it's super cool, but Definitely. um, I think there could have been a shootout here in the snow, and I I would have dug it pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. I think I would have added two scenes. Mm-hmm. One scene, um, when uh, when Jerry runs away from it, mm-hmm. like runs away, drives away from Marge. Um, I would add a scene where he's in the car, just like oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> ah, like, geez. Kind of, ah, geez. like freaking out. And another scene <laughs> is I would probably have like somebody going around trying to fix their fence and they'd be like, what the fuck is this on the ground? And then they oh, find the thing of money. <laughs> yeah. Fargo season one. I was hoping you wouldn't say, but yes. Kind of well, <laughs> For Paul Damien. <laughs> well, now I'm never watching Fargo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree that those are unanswerable things that could have been expressed a little bit more. That scene where William H. Macy is running away is so fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I laugh my ass off at that fucking scene every time. Where she's just reaction, like, yeah. She just stands up and she's like, what the? You know, and he's just How driving. How do I dial or now sideline? I got a runner. <laughs> <laughs> she's, he drives by the fucking window he knows she's by and he's not even like looking Arguably, to check to see if she's probably... looking. He's just all standard as fuck, just upright, just driving a car like a normal human. Arguably, that's probably the only entrance and exit to that lot, though. True. Yes, but just the fact that it just looks so dumb and he looks so dumb doing it, it's so fucking funny to me. Uh, what about you, Kenny? You want to add anything? I've seen this movie many times, but I always I felt like watching it this time, I was surprised by the fact that the wife just kind of like dies on the floor in the yeah. cabin. I thought I remembered her death being like more serious where they realized they killed her and were kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, we like fucked this up but like or like fuck it we still need to go through with it we mm-hmm. want to get our money so maybe like more of a scene where maybe her death is a little bit more impactful than her just like dying on the floor like what happened to her she just i guess she just died yeah no no but that's what yeah no, well, yeah walks in he's like what happened to her and that's basically yeah. it. Greer's just saw she wouldn't stop talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she started shrieking. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. But she could have, when she fell down the stairs in the house, she could have just died right there. That's in that what moment. I thought was going to happen. I remember for some reason her she dying did. right there. And so did I. So when she, but then I also remembered her jumping out of the trunk and running around in with the, the with the hood on. And so that's where I was like, but I know that scene happens. And I love that scene too. I think it's so funny to imagine just watching yeah. someone like, attempt to flee while bounded and bound you know yeah. in a place they don't know because that's exactly what would happen you'd run in circles um but i just really thought there was more to her death so i would maybe have that have a little bit more mm. impact than literally exactly a throwaway line of oh i just slapped her to death you know <laughs> yeah was... there's there's not even really any proof that she did die mm-hmm. 
like they, like Marge kind of says like oh it's unfortunate what happened to her but they don't really say that she died yeah she just said I assume that's Jean in the cabin in the cabin on the floor mm-hmm. that which is basically the indication that it was another dead body okay. on scene. that's fair yeah, but I mean exactly it's yet another thing that's not totally resolved you know? yeah but yeah um uh, are we do we do you guys still want to rate movies sure you want to do you want to rate this one so I mean this is I'll say out of five, uh-huh. I'll give this one um, 13. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Oh, yeah. All right. What about you, Kenny? You want to give something to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Two, one foot in a wood chipper. Okay. One foot in a wood chipper. Dude, that's a good Perfectly. one. Uh, in the wood chipper. Okay. And I'm just gonna give it um, a, a five, five, five out of five. <laughs> five out of five. <laughs> Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yes. Uh, yeah. Fargo, great movie. We just spoiled it for you if you've never seen it before. I think it's still worth a watch. Yeah, lots of fun. Definitely. Yeah. Ah, jeez. Yeah. There's, and I mean, I think it's more fun wa- rewatching oh, yeah. it when you have all of the anxiety unplugged because you, you betcha. know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, bet. Yeah. Oh, oh, betcha. Oh, bet. You betcha. <laughs> um, this movie yeah. could have used a Jeff Goldblum. That's for sure. At least two Jeff Goldblums. I think so. Also, oh, Jeff Goldblum and William H Macy, I think, are in the third Jurassic Park. Yeah. No, I don't think Jeff Goldblum's in that one. No, but William H they Macy brought is. Sam Neill back for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good ass movie. Um, it does connect to the show, and in that only way. Yeah, does it exactly. To that show. That's why it, it, sure. it doesn't even matter. Sure. <laughs> oh, you can believe me or you don't have I to. don't <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't know why you're it. arguing with me. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening rate Next and review week? us on the yeah. shit and uh, check out the uh, spot, Spotify on Instagram or whatever do that stuff check please it. yes do it and thank you yes because you already did it I know you did that's true well do it again uh, next week we're going to do Bright Burn I don't know who's directed by but um, that's what we're going to do. Let me, I can look it up real quick. It's James Gunn, wasn't it? No, it's produced <laughs> by James Gunn. It's directed by David Yaros, Yaroski. Yarovsky. 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 I like um, some people ask, like people also ask, is Superman a Brightburn? That's true, yeah. Is Brightburn DC or Marvel? What is the point of Brightburn? How did Brightburn, Brightburn get, get his powers? powers? Okay. There's Burn some in- right. interesting searches, and we're going to see if we can get to the bottom of it. Yes, it's going to be a mystery. It's going to be a three-part mystery uh, where we're going to be talking about it for the next three weeks. We're going to be talking about Brightburn. So yes. that'll be a lot of fun. Come back for that. What else has this man directed? Nightbooks. I love that movie. <laughs> Night <laughs> Nightbooks. Books. Oh, I think that is uh, like a young adult's um novel series that was adapted poorly for netflix the he also hive. directed the hive and uh, guardians of the galaxy inferno oh the music video that's the music video for the david hasselhoff song from the oh, second guardians. guardians of the galaxy movie um so big pretty big 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 hitter over here yes oh he's directed some corn music videos <sighs> oh wow he directed corn <laughs> um okay cool. he directed so, a funny thing that happened at the quick mart I think he did, yeah. Yeah, he did in 2004. Yeah, I don't no. know what that is. It's just that's the name of something. Oh, it's, it's got Dax Shepard in it. 
No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Look at him right there. <laughs> it looks exactly and, like uh, Jack And Amanda Seyfried. That's crazy. <laughs> the quick the quick mart. Isn't that... um? Oh, no. That's a quickie mart. I'm yeah. Quickie mart <laughs> from Sopranos. I'm just uh, kidding. From Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Come back for that. Next week, we're going to be doing a funny thing happen at the quick mart. There you go. From 2004, directed by David um, Yerovsky. Yerov- Yero- so, yeah. So, just... Vesky. And then after that, come back next Next week for, for our three part for our three part movie marathon Dreamcatcher. Six hour breakdown of Brightburn. Of Brightburn and Dreamcatcher and how they could maybe be related. Yeah. We'll find yeah. out. In the Stephen um, King universe. Only one of us is gonna watch and the, the Dreamcatcher. <laughs> At some point we're gonna also talk about Better Call Saul on the same episode. <laughs> okay. I guess. And we'll see you then. <laughs> we'll see you on another time. Bye guys. Goodbye, aliens. All right, ladies. Peace. Peace on Earth. Peace in the Middle East. Goodbye.